So this is, this is senior midweek. This is our senior panel, and here's how this is going to work. Uh, I've got a handful of questions that I have uh, set ready to ask them, and they're going to answer. Uh, but also, there's going to be a slide that pops on the screen with a phone number on it that you can see. <laughs> that's okay. There it is. There it is, everybody. Okay, so that's Colton Cockrell's personal cell phone number. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a phone number that will go to my phone. That's not my personal number. So if you're thinking, cool, we get to like spam text Cade. Nope. Gotcha. Uh, there's an app on my phone that that will go to. Um, so here's the deal. If you've ever had a question regarding how to live as a Christ follower in junior high or in high school, how to endure, how to deal with pressure, how to whatever, this is your time to anonymously text it to my phone. I have no clue what your phone number is. It's not going to have a name. Don't sign your name. Uh, but it's a way for you to ask students who have walked where you have walked. These students went to junior high. These students were freshmen and sophomores and juniors, and by God's grace, they have made it through their senior year and will hopefully graduate in like a week or two, right? So if you've got questions about what that's been like as a Christ follower, this is your moment to ask them. And they're not up here because they're just like the fountains of wisdom, nor am I up here because we're the fountains of wisdom. They're up here because I think they have faithfully followed Christ, imperfectly, no doubt but faithfully followed Christ. I think they've glorified God with their life. And I want these students to be examples to you today because I think you will hear their words more than you'll hear mine just because they're peers. And I'm not offended by that. Well, that's why we do this. And I hope that you would listen. They have good things to say. I'm confident they have good things to say. Uh, so I hope that you give them your respect. I hope you give them their, your attention. Uh, and I hope that you were texting questions along the way. But let's start with this. Everybody, how about we just uh, go ahead and pass the mic down by saying, what is your name? What school do you attend? And uh, how long have you been at Bay Area Church? All right, well, my name's Jackson. Uh, I go to Clear Falls High School, and I've been at Bay Area since I was a freshman. Hey, I'm Addie. I am, what did I say? Your I name. <laughs> Name, school, how long have you been at Bay Area Church? Oh, yeah. um, I started coming here last year as a junior. And my name is Faith. I go to Bay Area Christian School and have been here for about two and a half years. Beautiful. Okay, here's the first question. Faith, you have the mic, so we're going to stick with you. Cool? Uh, finish this sentence. When I think about student ministry, I will always remember... Finish the sentence. I think for me, I would always remember the moments at camp. Because when you go into what it's called like rise, it's like basically like just like a sermon. And it's like basically what we do for midweek. It's basically like that. And it just all the messages and just the time together. And like they were so amazing. I will never forget some of the messages about comparing and about just like a bunch of different things, and when I think of student ministry, I will definitely remember the times at camp because God touched my heart during those times. Okay, um, I think I'm never going to forget the first time I met with my life group, because um, the first week I was here, they were all gone. On, I think you were on Boston, but 
the first week we actually were together was super cool because I had never had a group of friends that were girls that loved me and that uh, loved Jesus too, which was super cool for me because instead of, I don't know, like I had friends at school, um, but these girls, like they were giving me good godly advice um, and they were always there for me, which was lit. <laughs> I think I'll always remember the, the worship. Um, it feels really kind of localized. Um, like out in big church, it's bigger and there are way more people, but here it's, it's like just youth getting together to worship. Yeah. Okay, this is a question that was text in. We're going off the, off the rails already. Here we go, friends. <clears throat> uh, what or who, uh, I added or who, so whoever texts us in, I love you. Uh, what or who would you say has influenced you the most in your walk with Christ? They added in your senior year, but you can just answer that. Uh, you can answer that broadly. What or who would you say has influenced you the most in your walk with Christ? Um, I'd say reading my Bible, um, because once I started reading it more, I found a love for it, and then I love to study it and notice all the cool things that are inside of it. Um, so reading your Bible helps you grow, as it turns out. <laughs> okay, I'd say probably when I moved, I started going to Clear Falls, which is a huge school uh, compared to the school I went to before. And so for the first time, I saw, um, I saw lost people all around me all the time. And it kind of was a big shock for me. And I guess for the first time, I felt like I was on a mission field every single day I was at school. And I had, I had known how important it was before to, um, to be a light, but especially going to a big school, I felt like I had to, I had to be that light all the time. Um, and then I got to see, I guess I got to see me being different, changing other people around me, which was super impactful. I would kind of say the same thing as Jackson said. Like, it's something different than coming to church than spending your own quiet time with God that helps you grow as a person just because it's you and God during that time. And you're just reading his words, which are the words of truth. And, uh, like, church is, like, great. Don't get me, like, wrong. But, like, when you spend time, like, by yourself and, like, just you get to hear from God, I think that's the best time. Another question that was texted in, and I don't, anybody can answer this one uh, based on if you identify with it. So here's the question. Have you ever struggled with doubt in your faith? And if you have, uh, how did you deal with that? Um, I think uh, I struggled, I struggled with doubt in my faith when my freshman, no, sophomore year, I was going through um, a hard time looking through, looking for satisfaction in this specific person, and I couldn't find it, and so I struggled with, like, why is God allowing this happen to me, why is this person treating me this way, and, like, why am I constantly just wanting to make this person happy, because I did look up to this adult, whatever, and I wanted just to make them happy, and I think I had times of doubt because I was like, why are you allowing them to be so mean? Why are you allowing them to tear me down? But through that, I realized that I don't have to look to people to find satisfaction and approval. 
I find satisfaction and approval through God because people's satisfaction and approval is temporary. The only place you can find eternal satisfaction is from God. Um, uh, yeah, I experienced some doubt in my faith. Um, like last year, I think. I was stuck in this sin that really sucked and it felt like I couldn't get out and nothing I would do, no matter how much growth I had, would, it, it like didn't let go of me. Um, so I was, I was mad about, I looked at how much I had grown, but that this sin was still constant through all of that. Um, so, but then I guess I just <clears throat> realized that the cage had been open the whole time after I was saved and I was just staying in the cage without, um, I guess without realizing it was open because it's all, it's, it's like all you know. But then once you're out, you see that it's it was open the whole time. Good. Um, one of the questions that came in, I will I will answer <clears throat> by referencing one of their answers. One of the questions is, how uh, how do you hear God's voice clearly? <clears throat> so Faith and Jackson actually gave you a solution to that. So they said uh, one of the things that's been most shaping to them in their Christian life is reading the words of God on their own. Uh, whoever you are that texts that in, and for that matter, all of you. If you want to hear God's voice, the primary place that you hear God's voice is through the scriptures. You hear the words of God every time somebody reads the Bible, every time you read the Bible, every time you listen to the Bible read, I, you hear the war, words of God. You're like, yeah, yeah, but what does God's voice sound like? Well, in the moment that you're reading it out loud, I guess it sounds a little bit like your voice, but They're the words of God. They're not yours. They're inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. So if you want to hear God's voice, the primary place that you go is the Bible. That's why, that's why we're like, hey, you should read your Bible on your own at your house or wherever it is that you are that you have your Bible. Not because it's my job to like get more people to read their Bible. That's not the point. The point is, those are the words of God you ought to listen. You ought to go and hear. And that's what's been shaping for for these students. They've read the Bible. And Jackson even said, I started reading the Bible and I found out this thing is helpful. Like God speaks to us when we read it. Uh, That's a good question. Okay, uh, next question. How did you deal with pressures or the struggles that come with being in junior high or high school? Maybe you can think of a specific moment if you desire, or you can just think of it generally. Um, yeah, well, as I've gotten older and my peers have gotten older, like, everybody always listens to really bad music, um, <clears throat> like curse words all over the place. Um, so I guess it's, it feels bad whenever, uh, some song comes on and everybody's singing it, but I don't know the words because they have to play the clean version at whatever dance it is. Um. So like missing out on all of that kind of stuff uh, feels bad in the moment, but good when you know you're having integrity and um, kind of because like listening to bad music, it, it all just goes into your head. I think of it like a bu- like a bucket. So whatever you fill your bucket with is what's going to come out when that bucket tips, um, like if something shakes it. So if you're filling your head with cursing and and all that stuff. Um, when your bucket falls over, that's what's going to come out. That's good. 
Um, when I was a freshman, I had these friends that um, were kind of the popular group at school. And at, around the beginning of freshman year, I felt like God was calling me to go sit with another group that sat outside and that, I don't know, I the, these kids really scared me, low-key. Um, and I didn't want to go outside, and nobody wanted to go sit with these people, but I knew that this was what I was supposed to do. So every day at lunch, I started going out there. Um, and these friends that I I thought were my friends um, started confronting me um, multiple times, telling me that, like, um, well, one person told me, like, you shouldn't be sitting with them. You have to sit with us. Um, nobody, you can't go switch groups and all this stuff. And then they would tell me that those people didn't deserve for me to go sit with them. But I knew what God was telling me to do. But it was just like kind of this battle in my head. And so I decided that, because I couldn't decide what was true at this point, because I just kept hearing all these different opinions. And so I decided that I need just to surround myself with truth. And so I went and I started finding all these verses that um, were just encouraging um, for me, and I put them on sticky notes, and I put them all around different places in my room, and I stuck them in my backpack um, so that I would just, when I started feeling confused, I would I would find it, and I'd be like, okay, like this is this is what I need to do. So that was helpful. I think what helped me most deal with that is like I was able to run to my parents, and they were a source of truth and wisdom with me and they would just sit down and talk with me and because I had friends that would constantly I had friends that constantly changed I had different friends and it wasn't like I had that one friend in like junior high and like most of high school that would like speak truth into me and just like it was hard for me to find that friend group and it was comfort to me to know like I could go home to my parents and like I could just talk things out with them and they could speak truth into me and that's what helped me most. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this guy that, uh, like, one pastor that I know, he always talks about how you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, so if you look at your five closest friends, that you're the average of those people. Um, so it's hard to keep the faith and walk with Christ if you're surrounding yourself with toxic friends. Um, you, you really need good uh, people that, that understand how to walk the Christian life and, and live that every day. Now, that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean isolate yourself from those, those other people. It means insulate yourself with, with um, good Christian friends. Dude, that'll preach. That was well done. Way to go, man. That was good. Uh, so here, hopefully what you caught was this. <clears throat> The, the battle that you face with pressure and struggles is an issue of influence. Both people like relationships and who is speaking into your life. So with Jackson, the five people. With Addie, the words of God were influencing her decision. She stuck them around her room to encourage her to keep doing what God was calling her to do. And Faith said, my parents were an influence on me for the, for the better. So maybe the question you ought to ask yourself is, what or who is influencing you the most? And if that source is not godly, the product will not be godly. So hear the words. 
your relationships and the words that you are hearing the most are influencing you. You might think they are not. They are shaping you. Day by day, they are shaping you. Uh, Faith, this question's for you because of where you go to school. So, love you. For people who are in a Christian environment all the time, my assumption is that means Christian school, how do you not become calloused to Bible stories, to truths from the Bible? Uh, What do you do to keep from being calloused? That is a good question. Um, There were times that I did become calloused. I have heard the story of Jesus dying on the cross a lot. And there were many times that I was like, oh yeah, I've heard this story, like, okay. But I think it was when like I dove into the story and I like really read through it because, you know, we hear it in school all the time in Bible class and chapel and whatever. Like we, we hear like many of these stories over and over again. And I think when you take the time to dive into the story or dive into like the passage or whatever and just really read through it and really understand the meaning behind it. Because a lot of time I think we hear it and we stick with, okay, but we don't understand the story completely. Like we hear it, but we don't understand it. And that's what helped me because I did become callous to a couple. I did become callous to a couple things, and I was like, okay, like I want to, like feel this and like know the meaning and like not be like this. I want to have like a passion for it. So I dove into the stories, and I was like, okay, like, and I understood the meaning of it, and then I realized the importance of it, and I think that's what helped me most. That's good. Um. Okay, so what is one thing that you know now or do now that you wish you would have known or done earlier in your junior high or high school career? I have so many things. Um, one thing is I, I guess probably the start of my junior year, I started journaling, which boys you may not want to do, but I think it's fun. Um, but if you call it journaling, like, it's cool. Uh, not a diary. It's not a diary, but I prayer journal. So I write down not all of my prayers, but a lot of them. Um, and when I started, I thought it was so dumb. I really did, but I was kind of bored and I thought it would be fun, but, um, it ended up being so cool because now I can flip through, um, the past few years and see all these things that God did in my life that normally I, I don't notice, or I just forget about them. Um, which is really cool for me. And I wish I've been doing that since like the beginning of middle school or even before that because um, God does stuff for me every single day that I miss. Um, And so this is just one way for me to try to um, see more and be able to thank him for more things. That's good. Anybody else want to answer that question? One thing you know now, do now, that you wish you would have known or done earlier? Um. Yeah, I think it's important to have like one trusted friend that you can share everything about your walk with. Um, I found that friend in my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and it's really encouraging to know that you are struggling with the same things and at the same time as somebody else, one of your peers, and that you can both pour into each other, um, help each other out of those troughs. I wish one thing I would have known going into freshman year is that when you are going through something or you feel alone, that you don't keep it to yourself. 
that you tell somebody about it. I wish I would have told people about certain things that I was going through because I held all that in and it became so burdensome. And just to talk it through with a trusted friend or your parents or whoever is just like freeing. So, yeah. Hey, go ahead. Sorry, this is back on my first thing. Um, when I am Bible journaling, or it's not journaling, um, another really cool thing for me is that when I started doing this, I started understanding that my relationship with the Lord is more than just going to church and knowing all the answers. And even like reading my Bible, like when I started journaling, it became a relationship for me. And I, like now, when I am writing down my prayers, like I feel like I'm just having a conversation. Um, and that changed a lot of things for me in my relationship with the Lord, just because like now, like, like it's honestly fun. Um, and it's comforting for me to know that he's there and that I can talk to him. Um, so yeah. That's good. Uh, you're good. That's totally fine. You're just going to pay for it. I'm just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to rephrase this question a little bit just to provide some clarity to it. Uh, how do you share or push through to share the gospel with people uh, when you're scared or you feel judged when you do it? How do you push through that fear? How do you push through that feeling of being judged or made fun of? I guess I can go. (laughs) Okay, um, I have a friend at school who, um, when I met him, it was was a really weird way to meet someone, but he actually started talking to me because he wanted to trap me because he found out I was a Christian and he wanted to try to argue with me until I got so frustrated that I said something that was wrong. Um, And so that's how our friendship started. (laughs) And it was awesome because uh, we had a really good conversation. But through this, I found out that he, he was an atheist from a Muslim family and that he just had a lot of baggage that he was carrying. And we kind of started this relationship where Every single day, he would think of new things that he wanted to argue with me about, and he would tr- he would spend like so much time trying to find something um, to trick me because I don't know it was fun for him, I guess. But so a lot of times I would get really discouraged because sometimes I didn't know the answer, and sometimes um, I felt very beaten, um, and I just didn't know what to do. And I felt like no matter what I said, he just didn't believe what I was saying. And so I was really discouraged for a while. But then I started realizing that no one else was spending the time to talk to this kid about Jesus. Um, and if they even tried, they would just quit because, because he is the way he is. And so I, I felt like I needed to be the person, um, even if it was kind of humiliating sometimes. And then we ended up making this really cool friendship where... And now we do have conversations all the time um, where he just asks questions. And that's okay. Like, it's okay if you don't know the answer. It's okay if you have to tell them that. And I did over and over. And then I would go and I would read my Bible and I would ask my parents. And I would just try to find the answer. Um, And I think that's the best way to go. That is a great way to go. Uh, One of the freeing things that she communicated is, uh, it's okay for you to say, "I I don't know. It doesn't make you a bad Christian. Like they came, like this, this guy came into the conversation with a question that he had thought about with probably an answer that he already had. You came in cold. Like I was saying, what's up? And he was like, yeah, well, I got questions. 
He came ready. You weren't necessarily ready. That's okay. If you said, I don't know, and you go figure that out, that's totally okay. That's, that's being a faithful disciple as far as I'm concerned. So don't, don't, be, don't be humiliated. Don't think, I just blew this. Like Jesus was going to use me, and then he didn't. God willing, you'll have another day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, one time he actually told me, um, he was talking about how we met, and he was like, you know, Eddie, like, I did not plan on being friends with you. I just wanted to make you mad. But he said that the reason he kept talking to me was because when I answered, like, I did say I didn't know. Um, and he said that all the other conversations he had had with Christians, they made up an answer because they wanted to be right. And so it kind of, in his mind, it created this just he negativity towards believers. So anytime he met someone, he was just angry. Um, but he said that for the first time, like, I was willing to talk to him and have a relationship with him about something that was difficult. And so, like, that's totally okay. Um, and it's good, too. That's great. That's great. Okay, uh, last question. This will be for all of you. What is one piece of advice, one challenge, or maybe one passage of scripture uh, that you want to give to these students to hold on to as they continue in junior high or high school and in student ministry here at Bay Area? Um, I think one advice I would give you all is don't look to seek the approval of your friends. Don't look to seek the approval of people because they will constantly change and constantly fail you because it's just a part of life. Life, we're constantly changing, and people's love for us is temporary. I think one thing that you can do is, even though we already have God's approval to continually seek it, even though we have it, and I think you can just remember that you have the approval of God, and that's all that matters. You don't need the approval of people, because the appro- only God's approval matters. Okay, so my challenge is to put more God into your routine. Um, so as I've gotten older, I've had more and more control over my routine. Like I'm not, I get to drive myself in the morning now, so I can control the music. Um, I decide when I wake up in the morning. So um, with those freedoms that I've gotten, I made decisions to wake up in the morning and then read my Bible. Every day that's what I do. And now every time I get in the car, I either listen to worship music or some Christian podcast or something. It started slow. Like I would, um, I would listen to the radio like in the afternoons when I was driving and then worship music in the morning. But then um, as I did that more and more, I just wanted to listen to worship music all the time when I was in my car. Um, and then also like throughout my daily, like every day at school, I find myself walking with the same people going to the same place every day, sitting with the same people at lunch. Um, and I feel like it's really easy to miss opportunities um, that God's laid out for you because you're so distracted by your routine and being exactly where you were the day before. Um, so, yeah, I would challenge you guys to notice or look for more God in your routine and try to put him in there more. Okay, I would say um, don't be afraid to love people in a way that's not normal because I think, like, 
I don't know, sometimes when I'm trying to build a relationship with people, there's there's lots of walls put up that, like, I don't know, it's just a normal thing now. Um, like, you don't just walk into school and ask someone about something that's, like, super personal. That just doesn't really happen that much anymore. But, like, I, I would just encourage you not to be afraid to get to know somebody well, because... Like, I don't know. I've found that the easiest conversations I have with people are people that I am willing to spend time with and talk to about things that they don't have anyone to talk to about. So I just, like, I don't know, just listen to people because it really makes a difference and you can change someone's life. Um, well, God can change someone's life through you. So do that. That's good. Hey, so there were lots of questions text in, and I'm grateful for that. If uh, when we dismiss here, you're like, man, nobody answered my question. If you want to come talk to them one-on-one, one-on-three, I don't know, they're happy to do that. They're not going to like throw some smoke and disappear. They're, they're, like, they're here. They go to church here. That's good. You can come and ask them your question. They would love to engage with you. Uh, but if you are a senior, if you are a senior, would you uh, come up here? Would you stand up and come up here? I'm not going to make you do anything. I just want you to come up here. If you're a senior, stand up, come up here. <clears throat> you guys can stay. Yeah, totally. Here, I'll take it. Yes, you can clap for them. That's fine. Totally fine. Uh, here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, so they are transitioning into this, like, really different season of life. It's just really different. It's great. You'll probably take more naps than you ever have in your life in college. I don't know how your college life will go. I took lots of naps, which might say a lot about why it took me five and a half years to graduate college, but you know, (laughs) cool. But hey, here's the deal, friends. We are a family as it goes, not because I just want us to be, but because the Bible says that we are the family of God. That's That's a description. So what I'd like to do is just to pray for these students. Uh, and so here's what we do at Bay Area. We just reach out a hand, which is not like, let the force be with you. It's not weird. It's just a way to say with our body, we want God's best for you. We want God's blessing for you. Cool? Uh, so uh, why don't you go ahead and reach out a hand, and I'm going to pray for these students, and then, uh, then we'll, we'll be dismissed from here. So Father, I'm grateful uh, for how kind you are how just and loving, powerful and sovereign that you are. I'm grateful for these students and their time in uh, student ministry here, whether that be a couple of years or six years. I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that in your kindness, you've allowed me to be uh, an influencer in their life. God, I'm grateful for the seniors that have stood up here or sat up here and uh, been an influencer to these students. God, I pray for the next season of life that they step into, wherever they're going, school or work or both. Would they be uh, the light of the world, a city set on a hill? Would they be faithful disciples? Would they hold on to you and find you to be strong? Would they love people the way Jesus loved people? Would they influence their circles for the sake of the gospel? Would the kingdom expand where they are on earth just like it is in heaven, God? We want to look back. We want to hear a year from now, two years from now, four years from now about all the work that you have done for your glory through these students, God. We want to to hear about all that you have made happen because they were just faithful, not because they were impressive, but because they were faithful, God. So I pray that you would protect them. I pray that you would keep them. I pray that you would give them influence and favor wherever it is they go. 
God, we love you. We trust you. We say all these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I love you guys so much, but you're dismissed. We'll see you.